Right. Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. Let's turn to our uh, next topic and uh, guest of today. In the next 15 minutes, we're talking about students' mental health uh, here in Hong Kong. And I'm really, really delighted to be joined on the program once again by Anthony Ngai, who is the co-founder and board chairman of Just Feel, which is a local group that provides social, emotional education support to students and teachers alike here in Hong Kong. Anthony, it's great to speak to you again. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I'm very pleased to be on your show again. Yes, it's so nice to see you again. We are also live on Facebook this morning, so I'd love our listeners to join us. We've, we finally got there. The, the connection is a bit shoddy, but it's great now. And I'd love for our listeners to join us there this morning. Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So for some of our listeners who may not have heard about Just Feel, it's a really wonderful uh, platform. It's a wonderful group. Uh, tell us a little bit more about the work you do at local schools here. Yeah, sure. I'd love to give you a very short introduction about Just Feel. Now, Just Feel in Cantonese is Gam Gong, and uh, we are a non-profit uh, charity that was founded in 2018, and we focus on mental health for children, especially between you know, 6 to 12, roughly around primary school. And our mission is to you know, transform the community culture at schools so that the students can uh, improve their mental well-being. Yeah. And so far, you know, we have uh, we want to thank you for our supporters who have given us uh, all the resources needed in the last couple of years, so that we have you know, provided a lot of services to children, parents, and teachers. And from from one school, and now we are up to almost uh, twenty schools uh, this year. Congratulations. I, I still remember when your group came to the program and made these wonderful cards about expressing <laughs> feelings. That, that's amazing because, I mean, a lot of the times our vocabulary, even as adults, um, can be quite limited. You know, sometimes if we're feeling sad or angry, we, we don't even know that we're feeling frustrated. There's so many words in between that, that we don't know. And, and I remember those cards are amazing. I still have a set of them uh, <laughs> in, in the office um, also. So let's talk Talk about uh, children and, and the pressures, the types of pressures that they face. Your your, your group works a lot with young children. What do they tell you? I mean, in the last couple of years, right, you know, COVID has really changed the educational landscape and, and how you know, children interact with each other, both at school, at home and you know, outside. So you know, what we observe is the stress has been building up for sure. You know? For for several reasons, for different challenges they face, right? You know, one, you know, they have fewer chance to kind of explore their emotions internally. Uh, second, you know, they they don't often see each other, right? You know, there's no proper ways to to engage at you know with other students or friends and of course teachers, right? And these all kind of builds up, you know, in between. And and right now, I think uh, Hong Kong uh, students are in in a bit of uh, um, stress and it's, it's difficult situation for both for you know, for the schools or teachers to, to deal with as well. Yeah, and part of the the, the the issue is also teachers are you know overworked as well. There's a lot of pressure that teachers face. Um, also, what sorts of trainings are available to, to teachers when it comes to handling um, the mental health and the mental well being of of young children in Hong Kong? Yes, I, for for just few, um, we provide a, a school of um, services for teachers and schools, right? I think the, to start with, we start from the top, 
you know, make sure the, pre- the, the, the principles are well trained or understand the theories behind it. You know, we use a theory called compassionate communication or sometimes it's called nonviolent communication in the US. This, you know, it kind of filters down from the top all the way to the department heads and also the teachers. What's that exactly? Of, compassionate education. What's that exactly? Oh, wow. It's going to take me a long time <laughs> to explain. But it's in, in, in a simple way, it's, you know, it's a way to communicate with your um, your peers. And also, that's for the external side. But internally, is to understand, embrace your own emotions and to understand what, what emotions like, you know, you're feeling. Like, like you said, you know, you might understand, you feel some feelings, but you don't know how to express it. So, you know, compassionate communication includes four steps, but uh, it's a, maybe it's too, too uh, complex to explain to the broader audience here, but feel free to you know, come to our website and also to workshops to know more. But going back to what we um, give, what kind of trainings we give to the teachers, you know, we usually have uh, two to three types. You now, one is sort of the theory about compassionate communication. So they understand you know, what, what it is. And second is sort of workshops that they, they can attend. That um, because it's important that they have kind of role plays, they have uh, small groups of discussions so that they can share information and also practices some of the best best, best practice in, uh, in the classroom. And third is to teach them how to teach. You know, we, we provide uh, a curriculum to schools and teachers that they can use in the classroom. But you know, just having the material is not enough. You got to teach them you know, different steps and also how to communicate. So the teachers get you know, just, you know, a, a lot of these kind of workshops and trainings so that they can use in the classrooms. Yeah. Well, I think also the other part of this, uh, the, 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 the equation is also parents. And a lot of times, you know, parents may sometimes dismiss feelings or emotions, mm-hmm. not because they choose to, but because maybe they've been brought up like that. You know, thinking back to our grandmas and, and our mum's generation, maybe a lot of times if we were feeling sad, I remember my grandma would used to tell me, oh, don't be sad. You know, don't be something. Don't be angry rather than letting you feel the emotion like how we're trained to do. Um, it's don't do that rather. So how do we change, you know, or how do we help parents make that shift as well? Yes. I mean, in the last couple of years, we serve over close to 9,000 uh, parents wow. uh, across all the schools. Amazing. So now we, we can't say we're the expert of, of you know, because I, I myself as a parent, but the, you know, you, we understand, I understand how, you know, about bothering your emotions and just, you know, work, work at your homework and study and things, right? But, you know, I think the, the key thing is, you know, have an open mind to start with. And I think a lot of the parents we train have a very open mind. And that's something that, you no, know, it helps the whole process to so see, okay, you no, know, uh, instead of just pushing work through, pushing the homework and everything, but sometimes sit down to, to talk to, uh, your, your child and your, your kids. Um, I mean, starting from within first, you know, how do you, I feel when I talk to my child? Do I feel upset? Do I feel happy? Do I feel frustrated or do I feel tired? And there's a whole stew of emotions that we have. That's why, you know, the card you're talking about, that really helps to, it's a good icebreaker that you know, parents can have and it helps calm them down as, as, as well to just going through the, the deck of cards with 25 uh, uh, emotions and the needs. Those are very important. And once you kind of feel like, okay, these are the emotions I have and they can talk to the children that way. And it, it, it takes out the anger and the mm-hmm. kind of the express, yeah. the explosion now. But, yeah. And once you have that, things are, much more calmer and you can and it's more the communication is 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 connected 
Absolutely. And also the pandemic has also affected, I mean, we're hopefully we're at the tail end of it uh, here in Hong Kong and, and, and globally speaking. But, you know, the, the pandemic also had a lot of negative uh, impact on parents' emotions as well. And, and children pick up on that. Um, you know, if, if parents are stressed, you know, you know, whether they can't, you know, w- with work or whatever, it can, uh, a student will often pick up on that. Um, so how can, you know, as a family, how can everybody work on their emotions to make sure that these emotions are not affecting everyone in the household? Yes, I think that, so we understand that we, we know there's an increased uh, conflict at home, especially in Hong Kong, we don't have the, we're not, we don't have the biggest space, right? Everybody's Zooming or online class, work from home. Yes, yes work from home, study from home, and uh, space is limited. I think we, we definitely understand that. And we see that you know, this is often a, one of the conflicting points between the, the, the parents and the, and the child. And so some things that we, we often do, we have this, we have this uh, tool called the uh, emotion uh, thermometer. So you can put it at home. And we can check in with each other every day or during different times of the day. So on the, on the barometer, it shows you different sort of emotions and different levels of intensity. So you now we can use that in the classroom or also in the, at home. So the, the, you can, you know, you have a little magnetic sticker. You now here's Anthony and here's Nor- Nori and you put, okay, I'm up here. Maybe I'm very tired or maybe, and you are very, you may be up here uh, happy and maybe some other, you know, your kids are somewhere else. And by understanding other people's uh, mental states, it helps the conversation to start because uh, sometimes we don't when we don't express it and you just when you see something as a parent you see something hey come on do your homework and you just you know go go you know, go be exploded yes. go 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 yeah. go but every child is you know it's a different emotional state and and they will feel like okay you don't understand me you're just giving me more pressure you know why don't you show other sort of care and and things like that but as a parent if you see that okay your child is has a certain level of emotions and you can have a different type of response. And that's, I think it's a very good starting point that uh, helps parents can um, kind of engage with the kid, of the, of the child. And, and, and of course, apart from these kind of uh, tools, understanding you know, different stages, uh, different levels of uh, emotions is also very important, which we teach in, the, in our workshop for parents. Anthony, that's a brilliant idea. I think I will implement the barometer system um, in my house um, because I have three kids and, you know, often their emotions are all over the place. Um, And I see that in their school as well. Um, They do have that uh, barometer, if you like, before they enter the classroom, they can put what their mood is like. And and it's really quite nice to whenever we go on school visits, we we can see, you know, where the students are at um, emotionally. Um, I want to turn to an an article that, you know, um, that your colleague uh, Raymond sent to me, and that was uh, earlier this month in the SCMP that they reported that the suicidal, uh, the suicide rate of children under the age of uh, 15 has hit a historical high in Hong Kong, uh, with 11 young people taking their lives. Um, this is ju- just tragedy, you know. This is one too many. It really shouldn't really happen anywhere in the world, but in a in a small city like Hong Kong, it really you know um, hurts. You know, as parents or even as non-parents, you know, it's just not such great news. And I often wonder why it reaches this point where young children are taking their lives. And, you know, are there any warning signs? And what can we do as, you know, parents, as teachers, as their caregivers to spot these signs? It is a 
Sorry, yeah, yeah I was a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's such an emotionally charged topic. So thank yeah. you for, for for commenting on on it. And um, yeah, it's it's I'm I'm very uh, we I, we feel very fortunate that the society is paying more and more attention um, to the mental health for children, and I think that's one of the first step. And thanks for RTHK and other media for sort of highlighting the issues instead of bearing it down uh, among other news or or just taking it as in, like you said, no, don't worry about it. Uh, that's, that's, there's no problem, right? That's, that's the, the worst way to deal with it. And highlighting it doesn't mean it's, listen, by the media or the society highlighting this issue is not a sign of, it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually that it shows that we care about it, yes. that we yes. want to make sure this thing doesn't happen or this thing reduces um, the, the frequency and the, the numbers. But talking about it is it's very, uh, it's an intense issue. But I think uh, as just feel or as parents, uh, I think the first thing, I think there's a few things we can do. First is to understand our own emotions. A lot of times uh, people feel stress or anxiety or depression. You, you don't know about it. You don't know how you feel. You just, you just don't feel well. And and to understand it, to embrace it is the first thing. Uh, second, you know, like what we said, the compassionate communication is, is a co connection, is communication to, to tell people, to tell people who we trust. But I think that one step behind it is for parents and teachers to build that trust. That's why we, we feel like uh, our, our core mission, our core actions, our programs is to build a compassionate culture within the school. It's to build that trust between the parents and and in the child and build a trust between the parent, uh, these teachers and child so that they can talk about it. If there's, if they are in distress, if they're in issues that the teachers can know it earlier or the parents can know it earlier that they can find help. Uh, we don't you know. We do a lot of work on prevention and that's our core, um, kind of actions. And we don't, you know, we don't want children to go through the whole step into intense and, uh, whatever category one, um, intervention where you know we have to see psychiatrists and doctors and things like that. We want to keep you know the surfaces in at the prevention level, and prevention requires a lot of care, requires a lot of open mind, requires a lot of education and understand yourself and also understand what your child and what the, the student is saying. You no, know, you no know, one in one end is to listen, and another end is to understand and have an open mind. Okay, these are some of the issues they might face and show empathy. I think. Those are some of the steps we encourage um, people around us, our, our, our parents, our teachers, our schools, and also students, and of course, other uh, the society at large. Yeah, you mentioned so many great points there, Anthony. And one thing in particular is, you know, you mentioned listening. Um, that's so important and it's, you know, active listening because I think a lot of times as busy parents, you know, we, we go home and we maybe sit down, do the homework and, and have dinner. But how, you know, how many of us actually carve the time to sit down and to listen to what our children want to tell us um, about? So, uh, you know, how can we do that? Can, can you share some tips um, and how and should we be sharing about our own day as well? Because I find that, you know, the kids love it when they hear when I have problems at work. 
work and and, and they say you know mommy did you have any problems with your email today and i say yes i did i couldn't figure <laughs> out and and i hope by sharing that with them and and to tell them it's okay to have problems we all have problems you know with the things that we're facing um and, you know what's your take on that you you hit it the spot on and for us for just feel the the our, our beneficiaries and the our target audience are blue collar uh, parents you know based in let's say in the new territories kind of east so you know they have a very busy lifestyle you know they work probably longer than anyone else here 12 14 hour days wow. and i think this is uh, it's, it's, it's tough for many parents but i think you're right um for for us we some of the th- some of the um exercise we teach people uh, parents to do is to talk about themselves first you know, that opens the door. You, you you can't just ask the kids, so how are you doing? They will say, fine. How's school? Great. How's homework? I'm finished. That, that doesn't, usually the, 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 the low quality sort of um, a conversation. But sometimes starting from yourself first, from, uh, again, like you said, you don't have to talk about great things all the time. You can talk about challenges, difficulties, you know, the ups and downs of life. I think that's very important. And by doing that, you encourage the child to open up also. Yeah. And we also have one tool that we have. It's called a emotional journal. That on one uh, is a, is a, is a thirty day journal. On one side is the parents write their emotions and the feeling and the needs and things that they want to share. On the other side is the child, the children. So they write their own um, emotions and needs and events. And then we make it very um, very fun to have and it's colorful and there's lots of diagrams. You don't always have to write words. You can just draw sometimes. So it kind of encourages you to express your inner self. And once you have both sides, so it's, it's good to share. So the, the kids can you know, see the parents and the parents can see the kid. So it's these kind of uh, tools that helps as a Kickstarter. And, and like, you, like I said, it's a, it's a one month journal and hopefully you can do your own later on. And hopefully you can, you know, you, you don't need the tool as a Kickstarter icebreaker to do it on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Now I do it with my kid. Um, we, we draw sometimes, I mean, she's very young. She's only six years old. Um, she won't write an essay or, or whatever, but you know, so we draw some pictures and, you know, make a few words here and there. And sometimes it's, you know, for parents, especially in the Chinese culture, it's hard to say, I love you, yeah. um, in Cantonese. And, but you no know, writing it out, drawing hearts and things like that. Uh, heart is easy to draw. So we do that a lot. And something like that will help build that, you know, that let your child know that you care about them and you love them. And I think that, you know, goes a long way. Absolutely. I don't know if you can see this, but I have a little pink heart on my wrist that I drew uh, with a <laughs> pen today because uh, my two girls, when they go to school, they really, they really just, you know, miss being around me. And then, they, so we draw a little heart on each other's wrist so that, you know, this way, if they're ever feeling a bit, um, you know, uh, if they miss me, they can just like, you know, see, see the heart. But, you know, it's just something small like that can often connect um, all of us when, when we're so uh, far apart. Uh, finally, Anthony, you know, I, I want to, I want to end the point about measures that can be taken. If we notice negative emotions in the children and in, in the young people in our lives, what should we, or what can we do, and and how can we help them? I think the first, one of the first thing, at least in in the compassionate communication theory, is we try not to judge about negative emotions or positive emotion that well, um, because sometimes a lot of parents in Hong Kong or Chinese culture, you know, you're feeling upset, like you said, don't feel upset. You know, you're angry, don't feel angry. Um, and all these, or you feel nervous, don't feel nervous or shy, all these things you're trying to, don't, you know, all these different things. Right? 
yeah, you know, there's no neg- negative emotion is not bad. There's, we don't judge good and bad emotions. You, an emotion is, is neutral, right? We have a whole spectrum. We we identify, you know, 36 emotions in our cars, but there are 400, there's more, much many more. So we embrace it. So, you know, allow the, the, your child or yourself to express it. Let them know that, you know, you have negative emotions. You know, as a parent, I'm here to support you. Or we are here to support you. Me and my my wife is here to support you, and we can talk and see what other issues at hand. It could be, and we're not always trying to solve the problems. I think yeah. sometimes our parents actually try to solve the problem. Okay, you have this. Oh, you're not getting an A, or you're getting you know ninety two points on your exam. You're feeling upset. Okay, let's let's think about the the solution. Let's do more exercise. You go to school. You go to whatever. So try not to jump into those. Uh, uh, okay, solving problems. That's the first step. Is to listen and show what we are here to help. What what you know, what can we help you? And because maybe they just want some encouragement. They don't necessarily need a, a like like a pill. Okay, here's take this and you'll be solved. You'll be hundred points uh, tomorrow. So that's something that I think uh, the first step. Trying to not to label emotions positive or negative or good and bad. And also not to try to ch- jump to solutions. Let let the child, let yourself to sort of walk you through, the, you know, understand it, uh, express it. And we can just be here next to you uh, and help. And you know, a simple hug will do a very a long way as well. You don't always have to, okay, you're 92 points. Let's get some tutor. And I think that's something we can, as, as a starter, I think that would be very useful. Absolutely. That's such a great way to look at it, that, you know, no emotion is sort of final. You know, sometimes we go through the waves of life, the ups and downs, and all these emotions will will pass. Well, Anthony, I thank you so much for joining us. Remind our listeners once again, have you got a website or social media? How can we find out about Just Feel? Yes, we have several. We we have a website, you know, justfeel.hk. We have our Facebook and also Instagram, also justfeel, gam gong. Sometimes you have to type the Chinese word as well. Gam sao gam is a feeling and then gong is a communication. And of course, uh, you can sign us uh, up 